Welcome, my friend, to the Created to Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Lori Snyder, and I am so honored that you are here with me today. Today's episode is near and dear to my heart because of what I've experienced in my own life journey of over 50 years. I've titled episode 47, Four Keys to Help You Transition Well and Embrace Change. Now, anyone who knows me know that I am a moving expert, (laughs) having moved 22 times in the last 32 years, living in six different states multiple times. I've had to learn how to embrace change and transition well, having left my professional sales career to be a stay-at-home mom, to raise twin boys, to moving multiple times, and now being an empty nester where I'm in a whole new season of life and experiencing my own transformation. So I want to help you today on a process of what I have found that has helped me transition well. And in the last episode, episode 46, I basically gave you a coaching session with many self-discovery questions. And today I'm going to do another type of coaching session and I wanna guide you in your journey of transitioning well so you don't have to dread it, you don't have to be afraid of it, but you can embrace it and step in to a whole new level of adventure with God. But first, here is a word from Access More. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. All right, friends, before I give you the four keys, we first have to look at our mindset, our beliefs. And if you know me, I always talk about our beliefs because it's really what you live from. You know, your belief begins with a thought and then you attach emotion to that thought. You use your imagination to start picturing what that thought with emotion looks like. And the longer you do that attaching strong emotion to that thought, it will go from your mind and then to your heart. And then you're going to take action on it. And the more you do that, it will become a habit. And then eventually, it will become a belief, a lifestyle in which you live out of. So I want to do something before I give you the keys. I want you to think about the word change or the word transition, what does that mean to you? What situations come to mind for you personally? And what emotions arise in you? So when I say you're about to embrace change, do you get excited? Do you get filled with dread, with fear, and want to shrink back? Do you want to start taking control to try and feel secure? You know, that excitement, adventure, curiosity, like it's a fresh start and there's going to be growth. Or is it negative with that fear and worry and anxiety, uh, possibly regret and guilt or shame? 
So these are the things that you've got to think about of what have you associated with that word transition or change? And that's also going to help you decide if you want to listen to me or not today. Because <laughs> most people don't like to deal with change. They avoid it at all costs. However, whether we are ready or not, change is one constant we all have to face. And I don't want you to face it with dread. And, you know, change can be or transition can be something that we initiate. But it's often something that is forced upon us. And I talk to people every day who are still trying to navigate the effects of forced changes, especially over the past two years. So like it or not, change or transition is something we are either going through right now or we are about to. For me personally, my twin boys are soon turning 20 and moving into their first college apartment. They're going to be sophomores at college about two hours away. And while I'm excited for them, a lot of thoughts and emotions fill my heart. And I know my mama friends can relate to me. You know, whether your kids are just going into preschool or they're going from elementary to middle school or middle school to high school or off to college, transitions can be difficult, but they don't have to be. And so that's where I come in. I want to encourage and guide you in embracing change to transition well. And as a side note, in episode 17, I give further insight on embracing the change to enjoy the season that you're currently in. So you can go check out that if you haven't listened to that one. But as I mentioned, there are more than four keys. But in this episode, I will prepare you to successfully move forward. And I am offering a free workshop because I can't go very deep in this, you know, short episode. If you are wanting to go deeper and stepping into God's best for you, I would love to help you. And I have a free workshop, Living in God's Best. So go to lauriksnyder.com slash free dash workshop. And you can always email me at lori at lauriksnyder.com or message me on Facebook or Instagram at Lori K-A-Y Snyder, Lori K. Snyder. And all of those details are in the show notes. But I wanted to make sure that I offer you, if you're wanting to go deeper, I do have a free workshop coming up soon that will be live so you can get your questions answered as well. So whether you are in a transition right now or about to enter into a new one, you can confront the unfamiliar or the unknown with confidence instead of fear or dread or anxiety. And you can move forward to achieve growth and success. And no, though, even though your, your circumstances can be very stressful internally, they don't have to be. It doesn't matter what is happening on the outside. You can experience joy and peace when you shift your mindset and your focus. You will see it as transition as an opportunity to propel you to live life to the fullest and experience the fruit of the Holy Spirit. However, you will need to do it God's way in order to experience these benefits or God's results. You know, out of curiosity, I googled how to embrace change. And 329 million results showed up 
Now, since the first half of my life was based upon, you know, psychology and my own intellect because I didn't have a relationship with the Lord, I have actually tried many of those things that they suggested over the years. However, the second half of my life has been immersing myself in God's Word to know my Creator's thoughts, ways, and life so I truly could live in His best. And, you know, my husband and I, we gave up everything to just to pursue knowing Jesus and His Word. When we moved out to Colorado Springs in 2011 to go to Bible college, and we didn't go to go into ministry. We went simply to know God, his true nature and character, so we could trust him and then act upon faith and then know who we are and to be who he created us to be. We wanted to live to our fullest potential. So we went all in. We have our master's in biblical studies, not to have a degree, but simply to live life to the best that we can the way God has for us. So I have found without a doubt God's word to be the simplest and most successful way in which your life can follow. So I'm going to highlight a process of transitioning God's way taken from the book of Joshua and in chapter one. And I'm sure it's a familiar verse for you, or familiar chapter, I should say. But I'm only going to take uh, the first eight or nine verses. And it's a great example of how to successfully transition. Now, to give context, at this point, God had chosen Moses to lead the Israelites out of bondage in Egypt and had promised them a land to live in that was flowing with God's abundance. But through the Israelites' unbelief and disobedience, they had been living in the wilderness for 40 years. So I'm just going to jump right into Joshua 1 and read it from the New Living Translation. After the death of Moses, the, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness into the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea, in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. I love that. Okay, I could teach on this for a long time, but for the sake, I'm going to be very <laughs> precise. So Moses is now dead. 
God has appointed Joshua as their new leader to take them into the land that God has already promised them. And so God now instructs Joshua to cross the River Jordan and possess their promised land. Now, this was not a little stream that would easily be navigated because the Jordan River at that point was at flood stage. And the Israelites knew once they did cross over, they would have to fight the people who already lived in that land, the ones that the Israelites had already called giants. And you can read more about that in Numbers 13 because it's a real powerful illustration of what fear will do and how it will limit you from living in God's best. But I want to talk about what the of transition means because he says you will cross over. The meaning of transition is a change or shift from one state, subject, place, etc. to another. And the word trans means cross. The transition mindset is one of an opportunity for growth, for you to step into something new, to become and have all that God has for you. You are transitioning from one level to another, but you're not alone as God wants to partner with you in your journey. So here are the four keys that I take out of that passage to help you move forward and transition well. First one, identify where you are at and the transition that is in front of you. And you know, and I highly recommend journaling to get it out in front of you. Whether that's a paper journal, a digital, you know, memo on your phone or computer, it's important to write it down. Get it out of your head and out of your heart. But then invite Jesus into helping you write all of this down and to verbalize and then reveal anything that you need to be revealed to you. Because a lot of times it can feel cluttered and muddy and you just don't know and you feel like you're stuck and spinning. But the Lord wants to help you in this process. But you first have to identify where are you at? And what's in front of you? So what's going on? Take some time to write down, you know, where you're at and the transition in front of you. What are you aware of? Describe it. What's going on emotionally, mentally, even physically, financially, professionally? Who's all involved? And then list some of the uncomfortable aspects of your transition. What are you dreading? What are you afraid of? What don't you know that is making you lose sleep at night? But you're going to inquire of Jesus anything that is confusing to you. And it's very important that you ask discovery questions like who, what, where, when, and how. I avoid why questions, and here's why. One, why is very demanding, and it's a form of control, because we want to feel safe and secure. But I have found that those why questions just leave me stuck and spinning and even mad. So the Lord wants you to ask him instructions you know, and, he, and, and even if you look at scripture, the Lord gives instructions, but he rarely explains why, because it requires trust. 
and following his loving care and his amazing plans for you. So don't interfere with your limited understanding because you're just going to mess things up. That's been my experience. And I talk to, you know, people all the time who the same thing. You know, I always say, you give God the what, he'll give you the how. And you also want to identify when you're identifying where you're at and what's in front of you, you need to identify the risks involved, because you're going to need courage to face those. And we'll get to there. But identify the risks involved, whether it's um, an emotional risk, a financial risk, you know, investing in yourself and investing in your growth is a risk. And you can be looking at your bank account and thinking, oh, I've got to save and I can't invest in myself. But yet you need the education, you need the breakthrough, you need something that is going to help you propel you in that forward direction. And it's going to take a risk. But if God is inviting you into it, really, there is no risk, because his love never fails. Anyway, you've got to identify the risk. And that also means people. You know, Jeremiah in one, he talks about don't be afraid of their faces. A lot of times, people pleasing, fear of man will stop you from taking that next step from transitioning well, because you will think, what are they going to think? You know, when we went to Bible school, we only told one other person that we knew that was going to pray and be in faith with us because it was such a huge decision that we felt the Lord put on our heart. We couldn't take the risk of having other people's input because we had to seek what the Lord had for us, and we needed someone to be in agreement to pray for us and intercede and help us. But we didn't tell family and friends until later because that's when people start questioning, and that's when you can start doubting and getting into unbelief. But okay, I've got to keep going. Number two, be willing to follow him. You must be willing to follow his leading, his way, instructions, and timing. This, my friend, is called surrender. And I know, too, that's a strong emotional word for many people because you've had experience of what that meant or what that didn't meant. And, you know, you can not like that word, which a lot of people or really struggle with it. And I know I struggled with surrender to God because we have these wrong views of him. We have this wrong opinion. We think that if I say yes to God, he's going to send me to Africa and I don't want to go to Africa. Well, first of all, if God's never put that on your heart, he he's a loving, good father. <laughs> he's not going to make you do something that is going to be against what your calling and purpose and plans are and that you don't have desire for. Well, that's another podcast. But anyway, <laughs> surrender. It is the most freeing word to experience when you know in whose loving hands you are and who you're surrendering to. He's the one that knows you the most, better than yourself, and he knows everything, and he knows the timing. And so trusting, you've got to choose of your free will to trust him. Now, sis, it's time to know his true character his loving kindness and goodness instead of trying to control everything and leaning on your own limited understanding. I know I'm speaking to some people here because I was one. I was passive aggressive. I tried to control. I was very fearful because of things that I didn't know. 
and fear was bossing me around for way too much of my life. But once I started to study and know God's true nature and character, that he was a good father that is going to only lead me into the best, I could surrender and follow him. You know, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 in the New Living Translation says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord, that means reverence him, not be afraid of him, but reverence him, that he is Lord, and turn away from evil, which is basically your own understanding. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Do you see what I just did there? I just personalized that scripture. Sorry about that. That's what I do. When I read scripture, I personalize it and I have a conversation with the Lord while I'm reading the words. And I've also studied the words. So what does fear of the Lord mean? What does turn away from evil mean? What do, so do you see what I'm saying? You've got to study the, the word to get behind what it is saying and how it applies to your life. Okay, I got to keep focused here. Number three. Be strong and courageous, refusing to let fear control you. Now, courage is not the absence of fear or pain, but the ability to face it and endure it. And I think the word Latin is, is cur, courage is cur, which means wholehearted. This is going to require your whole heart. And that is your belief system. So you're going to take God's word and the Holy Spirit leading you because it's not by might, but it's by God's power through the leading of the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, if you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives inside you to guide you and teach you and show you the way to go. But it does require surrendering and I call yielding to the Holy Spirit. I have to yield my will to the will of God through the Holy Spirit. And it says that you will make your way successful when you meditate upon God's word. And you do this throughout the day. And you know you take your thoughts captive and make them agree with God's truth. God's word will strengthen and encourage you, filling you with his love, his joy, and his peace. And courage rises up in you when you know that God is so for you. And he is tirelessly working on your behalf. He's got you. You've got to stir yourself up. And you do that by God's word. He's your found, uh, the foundation. He's your rock, your firm foundation in which you stand. He's your rear guard. He's your light and your salvation. He's the name above all names. He is so for you, so who can be against you? You overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Even if you fail, he is right there to pick you right back up. Turn it for your good so you can keep moving forward and trusting his leading. He's given you the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, lives in you if you have made Jesus your Lord and Savior. You, my friend, are loaded with power, wisdom, and insight through your personal relationship with Jesus He's given you his word. He's given you his name. He just says, follow him. Study his word. Be strong. He is with you. All right, that just made me happy.
All right, number four, focus and take the next step. In scripture, like I said, God gives an instruction or a step to take and then another step. The problem is we want to rationalize it. We want to lean on our own understanding, which I call human logic, where it says there's a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to destruction. It's eating from the tree of knowledge of good or evil, which is human reasoning, versus the tree of life, which is Jesus, the living word. I will just say that often it won't make sense naturally. You're going to think, I am crazy. God is, is having me take this next step, and I don't understand why. Because here's it is, it's, it's got to be spiritually discerned. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.14, I believe, says um, the natural mind cannot understand the spiritual because it has to be spiritually discerned. But that's when you get into Ephesians 1, it says that you're praying to, for the Lord to open up the eyes of your understanding so he will fill you with his light so that you will know the way. He'll say, this is the way, walk in it. Joshua fixed his eyes on the promises of God rather than fearing the obstacles or leaning on his own understanding. And that is going to be very important. You know, Psalm 32, 8 is a scripture that the Lord had me focus on for two years, uh, several years ago. And it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. And his eye is singular, it says in scripture. We are to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We need to stand on the word and then walk in the light that we have. And stress can cause you to want to be in control and you're going to focus on, you're going to get your eyes off of Jesus and you're going to focus on lack, what you don't have, your bank account, your finances, you know, your health, your job, your children, whatever the situation is, you've got to put them right back onto the living word and say, Lord, instruct and teach me in the way I should go. Guide me with your loving single eye. Write down your goals and supporting scriptures with the promises. You need to focus by standing on the word of God and then take that next step. Walk in the light you have. If you feel like you're in a dark place, call out to Jesus. He is the light of the world. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. It doesn't mean it's just not heavy. It means it's illuminating. It will show you. He's just asking you to call out to him and partner with him, to look to him. He's the tree of life. All right, so in transition, you will have to go through some difficult situations, but the end result is so worth it. You know, women go through transition. It's called transition when they're about to give birth. It's making a shift so that there's an opening for the baby to descend. And I just want to let you know, Jesus also had to go through several transitions. He had to overcome the devil in the wilderness being persecuted and betrayed in the garden by his own. And he ultimately transitioned when he hung on a cross. Remember, trans means cross. He transitioned mankind from the old covenant into the new covenant, from the law into grace, to change how mankind would relate to its creator. 
And for those who put their faith and trust in Jesus, obedience on the cross then empowered us to be filled with his Holy Spirit. And so that is why we want to have courage to transition, that it is for our growth, it is for our maturity, for our benefit, so we can really step in to the best life that God has for us, that promised land flowing with God's abundance. So I hope this has blessed you today, my friend. And I just want to end this by praying for you. So just receive this now. Father God, I thank you for those listening right now. And I pray blessing upon them. I thank you that you are with them. And you say, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. Jeremiah 33, 3. And so I thank you, Father that we can humbly come before you, before your throne of grace, because of the blood of Jesus, we can enter in boldly to obtain grace and mercy for everything we need. I pray blessing over the person listening that you would help them transition well to have courage and strength and to fix their eyes on Jesus, the living word who will guide them into all truth to guide them into the best life that you had for them, filling with or giving them your fullness. So I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, friends, until next time. Real quick before you go, if this has blessed you in any way, I would love for you to help me out. And here's how you can do that. Go to the Apple Podcasts and write a review for my podcast, Created to Thrive. Your comments make a big difference, and I would love to know how this is helping you make a difference in your life. And then also share it with other people. Anyone that you know that needs to start thriving, I would love for you to share that in all the various ways. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day.